Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to X-Tribe Radio, where we talk politics, Hollywood, pop culture, and other bullshit. You might hear a little vape sound every now and again, too. <laughs> and he took your girl. Nah, nah, that's not true. Like that's the thing they don't tell you about in history class. The number of white people who went native who were like, "This is bullshit." I'm joining the Indians. Like limited European society, fucking blow. <laughs> The first commercial they did with, with Deion Cole on that one, where he was like, he was like, I just wanted to have a body wash. Yeah. That shit made me laugh, bro. <laughs> yeah. Just he he's one of them niggas that just knows how to do the faces that you need to do when it comes to like acting in comedy. Like people forget too, like Seth Seth Rogen I heard say it one time, and I've heard a few others. People forget how hard it is to do a comedy movie. The right way, like it's actually harder than doing a drama. Like, yeah. well, that's the other thing. Like, I mean, because comedy, almost all of it relies on some type of surprise or some type of trick, some some little twist, and you can only be surprised so many times. That's why, like, I can watch in a, mo- a drama multiple times, but if you watch a comedy too many times, that shit stops being funny. Yeah, but you can watch, you know, girl gets raped by man. That's a piece of shit. Volumes one, two, three, four, and five, and every single one of them might touch you. Right. You know right, what I mean? Yeah, Just naturally, because exactly. yeah, you're doing something yeah. sad. Like, whereas a comedy, you might see a sequel and a thing like this shit is not fucking funny. It's very hard to keep that shit up. Like, did you hear how bad um, Holmes and uh, uh, Holmes and Watson did in the box office? Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. It came out. In, like a couple months ago, and they said that shit bombed horribly. Like Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a terrible review. Like, we had a great run. We were talking this about before, like when NBC had its slate of comedies built, like Tenfold by the Office. Um, uh, when John C. Riley and Will Ferrell were doing their goddamn things, uh, Seth Rogen and uh, your boy uh, Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow, yeah. Was doing his thing during the Bush and Obama years. We had a bunch of really great comedies. I just feel like maybe people aren't ready to laugh right now. No. Because I feel like even stand-up comedy is starting to take a nosedive. Because a few years back, stand-up comedy was at its, like, fucking pinnacle. It was at its absolute peak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Get a little music going, that's cool. Yeah. Everybody was getting their uh, their Netflix special. They still are now, but I just feel less, you know. Don't you feel like there's a level of... Disdain that people should have towards like the repetitive repetitiveness of all those shows. Like you had like someone like Larry David, who basically started the concept of following a celebrity through his everyday life, and he's probably a piece of shit. He probably does asshole things. Like yeah, he goes on fucking Fallon and fucking Conan and all these things, and shows to the audience he's a good guy but like nah like he fucking shorts people and fucking like he goes he's a selfish asshole yeah he's a fucking selfish asshole like he's a New Yorker yeah exactly living in LA like the worst place 
you could live as a true New Yorker. Dude, this is why... I mean, I, I loved hate. Louis too. Like Louis is a, is one of the best to follow that concept. But you know, I think I, Atlanta perfected that shit. Oh, I dude, think Atlanta took what Louis. Well, did. that's what I was about to say. I was about to say, but now it's like almost just hard to watch Louis because of all that bullshit, dude. But then you have someone like Donald Glover who took that concept and said, "Man, fuck that! I'm not even doing myself. Yeah. I'm just telling the story of a very real situation." But it's not going to be just a normal slum dog like, yeah. oh, fucking, we immediately got that money. Like, nah, like, still got to do all this other bullshit and try to come up. Like, So you just reminded me of two things that I was thinking about. One, going back to being disappointed in somebody not being able to watch their work. I mean, Woody Allen had done that shit before I was even aware of Woody Allen is. But I watched it, a lot of his movies before I fully understood it. And his take on a New Yorker in L.A. in Andy Hall, it's fucking brilliant. Like... The, the whole scene where he's, they're all doing coke and he's like, oh, is this coke? Oh, and he just blows the coke everywhere and everybody's looking at him like, you fucking Jew. Like, yeah. like that was fucking funny. But I can't look at those movies the same way anymore. The other thing yeah. I was going to say. Totally uh, agree. That's true. Was you, um, what was the other thing you mentioned? Oh, like I think he took that perfect concept of just a regular everyday struggle but it's not an instant come up story. Like yeah. he's just on the next plateau. Like he still has to do radio interviews. Now he's like famous locally, but not even like in his whole state. Right. He's still just famous. Like you're really into in hip hop in Atlanta. parts of Atlanta. Like oh shit, Paperboy. Like I know who that is. Like I've heard that name. He's like all star when we were in high school before he turned into yeah. Star Leto. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say there's um Young Buck. Because, oh, that's what I was gonna say. There's a show on HBO. It only had two seasons. It was called How to Make It in America. Did you ever see that? How to Make It in America. That sounds really familiar. It had Luis Guzman on it. Um, he okay. played a minor character. He played one of the guy's uncles. But my exact problem with the show was the exact thing that you're saying Atlanta does right. Because in this show, it was about three dudes. Mm. Kid Cudi was on the show, too. Um, oh. And, uh, <coughs> I might have seen the trailer for that. That it sounds. It was basically yeah. about three guys who were from New York, a white guy, a Hispanic guy, and then Kid Cudi was like the third guy, even though he wasn't one of the main. Two. I know what you're talking about. Yes. And okay. the whole thing was about like you know like the 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 white dude wanted to be, be in the fashion world, so he was like making clothes, and the the other dude was just like a hustler who was selling all types of things. Kid Cudi was like a drug dealer or a weed dealer who was trying to get on like that type of shit before it's coming out. But um, but my problem with it was the exact problem. Like they just kept making it too easy. But like at the end of every episode, or cliffhanger, it was like, "Oh damn, how are we gonna get this shipment of jeans out? We're not gonna be able to make it to Fashion Week." Blah blah blah. Right. Oh shit, I know a broad who has a fucking factory that makes jeans. She right. can make for us. It was like that ain't no goddamn. How to make it in America? Like nah, y'all are lucking out. It's not that easy. Yeah. It's not. Like there should have been some. Like I like Atlanta. There are some episodes. Where he quite literally gets his ass whooped, literally and figuratively. You literally know? and figuratively. That I, my, one of my favorite scenes is when he goes up uh, when this the uh, the Justin Bieber episode, and he's up there smoozing with all the other um, all the other managers and shit. Yeah. And the bitch you brought him up there was like, "I'm gonna destroy you." Right. <laughs> like, I'm gonna make you wish you were never born. I'm gonna take everything you built that you built and I'm, and gonna, I'm gonna crush it. Crush it. No one will fuck with you in ever. this town ever again. <laughs> He's like, wait, what? Kisses him, like walks off. Like, what the? That fuck was the was most that? savage shit. This bitch basically, I'm gonna, I'm, it's gonna be my life's work to make sure you die in a refrigerator box in the street, <laughs> dude. And he was like, oh shit, like maybe you ain't cut out for this shit, man. People is ruthless. 
Yeah. It's like you thought you buried me, didn't you? Yeah, that was a re- that's been a really great show so far, just because of the different like situations that they found themselves in. I forgot the one that I was about to mention, but um, I just immediately thought about the club episode, like the club episode. Like, imagine that nigga like trying to like come up, and then another hot nigga is in the club that night. Yep, and he's trying to like flex. But this other nigga's like made it a little bit farther and he's gonna flex harder because he knows you're there. Like Yeah. He's not even gonna pay attention to you, but he this, you know, he bought the whole bar. So yeah. I guess that's, that's it. Like yeah. Indirect flex. I mean, yeah, he just, get an invisible that, card. There's a reason why he did that. He's gonna get an invisible card, drive off. Yeah. Did, did you finish um the last season of Insecure? I did. I so think. the scene where the scene where Daniel or the scenes where Daniel's trying to get his music out there and he's hooking up with his homeboy who is working with the rapper like an established rapper and this dude just cannot take advice that shit pissed me off I was dude like, fall the fuck back take the advice and just wait till you get on but how did it go earlier on like I think it was in like season two and he was like I think Issa was in the in the studio with him and she was like looking like I'm not feeling this and he was like hey go ahead and do that again just yeah, but I mean, just going ahead and run it again, like, Yo, that to me was a perfect example yeah. because for me, being someone who has done some minor local producing for people, and then people are just so easy to just be like, nah, that'll work. Yeah. I'll spit the bars. It's not about that, nigga. Right. Like, you're doing something where you have to get people to feel what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hence why, like, I've seen shit and done shit and been like, nah, that's not good enough. You know what I mean? You have to make people feel that craft. Yeah. It's the same thing with anything you're doing, like, that you're trying to sell someone on that you are this or this is you or this is a part of you. You have to sell them on that idea. You can't half-ass it. And with music, people do that every fucking day. Like, you hear these these artists come out and shit, and you're like, oh, my God, she can sing. And then when you hear Ellie Goulding, the lights and she can't hold that note. Ah, you like, bitch, obvious. really? So in the dubstep song, they just fucking expanded your voice to make you sound like you could hold a note. Ashley Simpson. I was talking about that shit with my girl the oh, other day. Oh, dude, when she cracked up, the fuck up. That, that shit, shit was so was stupid. So funny. Why would you allow yourself to even get to a point to where this could potentially happen? You're now on the biggest stage on SNL, mm-hmm. and if something like this did ever happen... You are fucked. Yep. Like you basically had a million. You, you and did a that's why you fell off. You did a million. Yeah, million. it was on SNL, one of the biggest stages at that point mm-hmm. in time too. Like you ruined that shit. Like, that was all real. you. Actually, your career was built off the fact that your sister had a career. Exactly. Right? Like you can't afford to not be fucking on it. You know. See, and that's the problem too. Like I don't know. Nepotism. People putting their family members on. They suck. Pretty much. Pretty much. Unless they can find her own lane. Like, I think of somebody like uh, Solange where it's just like, she's not trying to be her sister. She's trying to be her own, like, weird, artsy self. Yeah. And it's like, cool, you found a niche. I get you that. you don't need to rely on Little late. fame anymore. Little late. Or but even Chris Rock's brother. You know? Chris Rock's brother. Damn, right? I forgot like, about Tony that Rock. Nigga. Like, I, he, yeah. you know, he definitely had to take, like, rode Chris's coattails, but then he went and did his own thing. Charlie Murphy. But beautiful example. Charlie Murphy's probably the best example of a nigga mm-hmm. that actually was around almost just as long as his brother Eddie yeah. in the ni- I mean in the eighties. 
just fucking just waiting, just sitting, chilling, just like, shit, maybe I'll get him out eventually and shit. And finally got some, I mean, he never really just blew the fuck up, but like, when you see that motherfucker, you know who the fuck he is. He's got that face now. Like, yeah. Yeah. You got also put in people who are willing to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Are you are you willing to work? Are you willing to change? You're just not just gonna. Take well, I'm just thinking of siblings. Like, I don't know if you know this guy. I can't fucking. I'm probably gonna say his name wrong, but I think his name. He's got a generic name. His name's like Jack Russell or something like that. He's actually Kurt Russell's like. No. Oh, Jack Hudson or something like that. He's Kurt Russell's son. Oh, okay. Kate Hudson's brother, and there's. Like, two or three of those brothers. Because the other one is the youngest brother. He had the goatee. He was in yeah. Black Mirror. He was in the episode where he played the simulated game. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the youngest Kurt Russell brother. Oh! Son. He kind of looks like him. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of looks like the him. Youngest. Youngest. Yep. So they all starting to eat and shit. But it's like... They... Products of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, these two like goddamn legends. Stars, right? yeah, yeah, they got together in like the late eighties and actually stayed together the whole fucking time on some random like get that been. money, keep yeah. keep going up and shit, trying to be a dynasty, like yeah. them niggas all eating. Wouldn't that be the same thing what LeBron did to it with his friends? Who Rich Paul on? Rich Paul controls the agency. It's similar. Yeah, it's similar. LeBron's is more of like a technical and like, yeah, like it's a money savvy move because yeah. to get people in the right places. Whereas this is more like, almost like a Joe Jackson situation. You just make sure everybody in the family is yeah, in the, the same, industry. yeah, in the dude. Industry. The Gracie family in MMA. Oh, dude. Oh, there's so there's never You're gonna right. not be Gracie. They're, they're right. a fucking ethnic group under themselves at this point. <laughs> You're right. Like, I'm not joking, dude. Like there's like 40 of them motherfuckers. Like they're pro- like all the Gracies, there's probably like fifteen active fighters right now who are Gracies. You know, yeah. talking about sons and sons of sons of sons of daughters of sons of cousins. And if you got that Gracie last name, bro, it doesn't matter if you're even a good fighter at this point. So you can get a shot. You know. That's See, right. okay, here's another example. This is probably a lesser example of a of a celebrity dynasty, but could potentially become something. Smith family. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Smith family, Will's yeah. still eating, yeah. Jada, I mean, she's still she's eating, eating, she does her own shit she too, she's, a bunch of shit. yeah, she's invested in all kinds of random shit now, too, yeah, like, table. yeah, yeah, Willow, I think she, what does she do, like, she's modeling and shit, and she's also, with they Jada. all, both of the kids do fashion, yeah, both of them do fashion, she, yeah, the kid, J- Jada, uh, Jada does, uh, Willow do, does Jayden the red does, table too, yeah, but Jaden does rap, singing, yeah, the only yeah. one who doesn't do anything is his oldest son, the oldest son, yeah, no, 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 but he's I think, DJ. no, he does something, oh, okay. he said DJ, he played in football league, Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and now he's doing his own fashion, and on, he's trying to come up with his own. That's what show. you got to do, yeah. I guess. What you got to do in that family, so they'll probably become some kind of fashion dynasty and shit. And, and their investments a, are probably they'll be great. similar to like the Kardashians. It'll be interesting to see and what Jay- happens with Jay Z and Beyonce's yeah. kids. Because I mean, there's first of all the chances of Blue Ivy not going into something are zero. I'm not like 100. percent She's obviously doing something like. They're grooming that kid to be some type of mogul. Yeah, that you know. shit'll be some. The kind other two of are fucking... still too young. They keep them out of the fucking public eye. But, Dude, yeah. but what? I'm not gonna lie though. Like, just on some random shit, not on some black people fail shit in any way, shape, or form. Would it not be fucking great if she just like turned out to be like Lawrence Fishburne's daughter? That would be. That's so too far. That's too far. Up. That's too far. That That's would too be far. so far. Miley Cyrus. 
Miley Cyrus. Is that worse? That's so bad. No, is no, no. Because think about it. Miley Cyrus is a step. Lawrence Fishburne's daughter is a porn star, though. Porn mm. Star is a star is a is big. Okay, character. she's a she does porn. She's not a star, but you you get. Which is sad. I did. I thought it was Gina Torres' daughter too, but that's his now. Nah, that's his daughter from uh, Damn. his marriage. She's married to Gina Torres, um, uh, the actress. Uh, but but yeah, that would be fucked up. Well, no, man. one thing I would I would like to see from these people is if their kids like went into like no, I became a goddamn agent. I own an agency now. I represent <laughs> town. I sign checks. Fucking hire Beyonce to play at my goddamn fucking kids party. You know what I mean? Like we're still like black people, even successful black people are still on that level of like we're the face of shit. Yeah. Like think even Magic Johnson, right? He's the face of two very prominent sports franchises. Very prominent. And they need him. Like let's not pretend like they don't need him. Fuck yeah, they do, bro. Still majority owners back there are old white. Yeah. We come from the Mayflower motherfuckers. Here's the thing. Magic Johnson invested in some billionaire brothers, like, back in, like, I might have the dates wrong, somewhere in the 90s, 2000s, or something like that, and that shit helped him get his goddamn money up, like, and he was able to buy into the Dodgers and shit, part ownership, more money, and other investments, more money, which in turn, like, put him back on top another, which dude, he was he, always in good graces. He put the Dodgers back on. Nobody was but talking dude, about the fucking Dodgers exactly. until he fucking got His there. name does it all, bro. That was the only... Like, you guys have been one of the best teams in baseball for the past seven years now, and it's entirely because of that nigga. Seriously. Michael Jordan's kiss that fell. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, uh, they showed Marcus Jordan during All-Star Weekend, and he actually opened up a... They opened up a museum of Jordan... Like, all his fucking famous shit that he wore at different times. And I think you can actually buy some. It's almost like an art gallery kind of thing and shit. And he he is, like, the main guy in charge of that shit. And he started it. And uh, they showed his dad come on and shit. They showed his dad come on. He combined his love of shoes and memorabilia and shit, too. With, like, a... I think it's, like, a museum slash... Shop, yeah, kind of deal. I mean, but it's all his like OG original shit. So, but what about the opposite thing? What when you can look at the Trumps, right? Like, let's be real. Who the fuck buys Ivanka Trumps anything? I'm sure there are a couple of people who are dumb enough. Dude, you know there's people buying their shit right now. There's people ordering more MAGA hats right now. Like mine's getting a little fucking crinkly. I I need to get a crisp one. Four, not like the the Uh, shit associated with campaign, like. She had her fashion line before this. Yeah. This but is true. Was, this is true. Who was rocking an Ivanka Trump anything before? A very specific small group of people. Yeah, it had to be. It had, like, what I'm saying is, like, the same way that, like, let's say we're not even getting to, like, billionaires, but, like, let's say you're a, a pretty comfortable millionaire and you've got a wife who doesn't do shit and suddenly she wants to open a candle store. What are you going to do? You're going to say no? You know, you're going to get right. a fucking candle store, right, sweetie? Here's your business and you can feel like you're doing something. LeBron's wife. You know, exactly, right? Exactly. No, I feel a little bit different because she's been with him from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess a little different. True, true. I feel like that's a little like, true, like true, she was. Just think about it. She's not a trophy wife, right? Because no, if he was a trophy wife, it, that would have been some bimbo he picked up after his rookie contract yeah, expired. Yeah. You know, he was like, "All right, I'm yeah, a free man. True. I'm gonna finally settle down." Like uh, your boy who married the first Kardashian, until he <laughs> realized that. She, yeah. What's his name? What's his name? Uh. From, from the Nets. Oh God! Uh, what is his name? Jesus Curly Christ! Curly funny looking motherfucker. Uh, Chris something. Chris Mid- not Middleton. 
Chris. Uh, Chris. Oh, uh, what? Humphreys? Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys. Yeah, Chris Humphreys. Yeah. Yes, hey, yeah. hey, bro. Real talk, though. Real talk, though. Look this motherfucker if he's actually a mulatto. If you can no. fucking believe it. He's no. a, he's like logic, bro. He's that rare mulatto that literally comes out just looking like a white dude. Damn. I'm not even fucking around. Look him up. That's crazy. Blow your fucking mind real quick. But, um, yeah. She did have a thing for, like, athletes and rappers specifically for a while, From didn't she? Yeah, there's with... a little bit of black in there. <laughs> yeah. From the beginning, dude. Started with Ray J. and or, or maybe one of his parents were mulatto, but it was like, yeah, something weird like that. Dude, it's genius. That whole family like, has been, is black. The only oh dead black people. From their mom to the one that's not a dude anymore. Because let's and, be real here. Like, they... they oh, Caitlyn profit. Jenner. Yeah. Like, they're Armenian, which means they're white. And essentially... Yep. They are like the perfect concentration of the culture vultures yep. because they're like we're gonna be we're gonna associate ourselves with rappers and basketball players and a bunch of black models and yep. all this other shit and we're gonna take from their culture and from them we're gonna take money from and them and aggrandize yep. ourselves. That's why this shit that just happened with Chloe is fucking hilarious. Like, yep. first of all, bitch, you, you're stealing people's husbands like from way before. Shut the fuck up. Secondly, like the girl's like twenty one. Like you're like a thirty five year old woman. Girl fuck up. You know what I mean? She's uh, your best friend. Right. Your sister's best friend. Right. <laughs> no, she was fucked How up. How they treat Lamar friend. Odom during that whole incident. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or even think like Tristan Thompson, like, just leave. Leave, dude. Leave. You know he's cheated oh, that's so, so many stupid, times. Dude. That nigga's trying to leave trying he's to get her to break up, but I think they've got some contracts on people or something. Yeah. They <laughs> might. He can't leave. Dad <laughs> came back from the dead and yeah. wrote a few contracts uh-huh. up. Listen. They've been doing this since. What was it? What did Chad Daniels say? The, the Kardashian family model should be getting black men off since the OJ trial. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting. Like to to wonder what it's gonna be like in just twenty years from now, two decades. Like what will look like a dynasty? Like as far as like celebs and like. What like can you can you think of anything off the top of your ma- your mind that is gonna look similar to like a Kardashian tribe, if you will, or diaspora? I don't know. No, because we don't have coll- our collective culture is fracturing. <coughs> like think about it. Like we grew up with television and mass media. So did our parents. So did their parents to an extent. Well, Most it's sad because we thought we, it's, it's sad because we thought you know run. Yeah. Oh yeah. Same as we thought his little clan was gonna. He might even be in trouble with <coughs> Me Too shit. Dude. He was but, hanging out with Brett Ratner a little bit too much. Dude, and oh, he's fucking... House. But who's his brother? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Fucking... Come on. I mean, let's see. I mean, that's the thing. Like, Russell. The celebrities that we grew up with are just... Their kids are just... Like, even the oldest ones are like the Smith kids' age. You know? Yeah, that's so true. So they're younger than us. The younger so the we're gonna have to sure. wait to see what they're doing because right now we're just following our celebrities as they get into middle age. You know, I'm gonna have it. But I mean, who else even has that kind of situation? Like that's coming up. Yeah, you're it's right. coming up. I mean, I can't even think of anything that even comes close to like a Smith family. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you this though: my kids are gonna be. They're gonna have time. They're gonna. My kids, my nephew, man, they're gonna be set. Yeah. Because my dad brought us over here, and it's slowly changing. What's like funny is he thinks, he thinks when we kill all the landlords and rentiers that we're not going to bring him to the guillotine either. Nah. It's, it's going to hurt me. I'm going to be like, Rich, I, I do feel bad about this. But, like, 
Kill the masters. Dude, seriously. <laughs> we see your game plan. That's why you say, can you imagine 20 years? No. But I can imagine 40 years from now. <laughs> when I'm an old man, and I'm like, it's a good thing we stopped Richmond. Right? <laughs> Before it was too late. Dude, for real. <laughs> you kids don't understand what, what the blood wars were like. <laughs> he almost did it. He almost did it. He was very close. But there was a brave group of kids, a fine young man who sacrificed themselves to save humanity. That Michael Jackson was wrongfully accused. Like, bruh. Do I think he was Come wrongfully accused? Come on, The FBI bruh. investigated him a lot. They didn't find shit. Exactly. So exactly. They investigated the man for over 20 years, Yeah, bruh. they did. And he's got a like, nephew running around out here on the breakfast club and other yeah. shit talking about, they were trying to get my dad. I mean, I don't know the level of that, but dude did make some great points. He was talking about all the fucking... Uh, just all the rights to songs, like dude, own like half of like half of Sony's catalog, man. I mean, wait, we don't want to get dude. Into, we don't want to get into. He owns Beatles shit, like okay, bro. Okay, okay, we don't want to get into here trying to buy NBC territory, right? Dude. But I get what you're saying. Like, <laughs> I think they were like nervous, bro. I, I think yeah. they were fucking nervous. It's it's a it's a really odd situation, like to find oh, yourself in. I mean, so here's here's what I personally think. Like I so said, the FBI investigated him for 20 years, didn't find shit. The two dudes who were accusing him now have, like, you know, mixed up their stories before, their emails that make them look, like, less than credible. Right. But I will say this, and this is complete speculation because nobody's ever found it. It's like a Barry Bond situation. Like, you didn't prove it, motherfucker. Exactly. Um, but here's what I definitely He was absolutely abused as a kid himself, right? He was in the entertainment industry at a time period when there was even less transparency about the type of abuse that goes on now. You could not be running around as a gay black man in the 80s. They nah. were not allowing that shit. Nah, nah, he was... There was some shit that, that almost certainly went down, and he may have even done something himself just because of the nature of the industry. Like, it's not right. like you get into that and they're just like, oh, you saw all this terrible shit we did? We're just gonna let you go on with that. I mean, and I think there was also a level of... Not to get off topic, but just to still talk about him, like, I think there was a level of like... Dude, they talk about, like, inside, uh, like, people that were close to the family talk about that there was possible sexual abuse going right. on. Like, Joe Jackson was on some wild shit. Like, you gotta imagine that if someone, like, I know this is an extreme, but if Ted Bundy can be, like, or not Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer can be fucking, like, molested by his uncle and then turn around and, like, want to fucking do the shit he did right, you gotta imagine if something similar like that happened with Michael Jackson he had you to you know his older brothers were fucking girls next to them while they're on tour and, and I still don't think he was fucking kids I, I think I do think he was a homosexual and which is there's no nothing wrong with that I just think it was at that time frame and he, that you know he just needed you didn't want to be he didn't want to be image. seen like that image exactly it was very misunderstood. I mean, the whole thing with Lisa, uh, was it Lisa Marie Presley? It was like, perfect. Nobody, like, nobody believed yeah. that shit. Elvis' daughter, too. Right. Like, yeah, it was, give her a little moment in the sun. Don't just be real, if we're talking about dynasties, that, was, that could have been a fucking ginormous one Dude, if that shit hadn't been that, that fucking weird. That would have been incredible. What, so would it, so would, 
would would, a, would one of them still be named a uh, blanket? Would it be blanket Presley or <laughs> blanket Presley or yes. quilt Presley? Or damn, something? damn. Well, I mean, so how about those uh that Kennedy Shriver Schwarzenegger alliance that oh, God. hasn't really amounted to shit? Yeah. Well, because the Schwarzenegger Schwarzenegger family didn't really do anything. There's only like one. No, there's that one he had with the with the uh, with the maid, right? Oh God, <laughs> this guy. What if that kid comes out and like Dude. becomes an actor? But is that kid even ten yet? I don't know. He's probably he's probably gonna be like like young, but like <laughs> but like would be so great. He just becomes. What if he became an incredible athlete? Uh, oh my God, that would be perfect. No, no, I want to become a politician. And then claim being a Shriver Kennedy. Things should be like, no, Maria Shriver was my dad's wife. Like, but it's not your mom. I don't care. No, I don't care. I'm a Shriver it Kennedy. It doesn't matter, right? I'm part of the Kennedy legacy. Like, I'm no, but we, so we were looking up family dances when we were talking about that the other day, just to kind of continue that. Like, it it kind of blows my mind. Like some of the dynasties we were looking up, it, it kind of shocked me. Like, we were just talking about Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn and their their little family and their legacy. And they're talking about the youngest brother. They're not even talking about the other brother, the Axe 2. They're like, yeah, whatever. Anyways, this one guy, he did a Black Mirror episode. Dad, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting auditions, I'm getting work too. Like, can you imagine being the kid of something like that and then you want or hope to be a Josh Brolin and that's not even like incredible, but it's like, Dad, I did Thanos' voice though. Like, yeah. I made it. Good job, son. Well, I mean, would it be worse to be that or Jacob Dylan? Oh God, or Freddie Prince Jr. No, Freddie Prince Jr. had his little two and a half years. He will of never be Freddie Prince Sr. I will say that <laughs> on the air a thousand times, and I hope he hears this shit one day. <laughs> You will never be your dad, You're dude. not your father. Your dad was incredible. Hey, I, I will say this, though. I don't understand how it happened that Emilio Estevez ended up being my favorite Estevez, bro. How did he end up not getting half the recognition that piece of shit Sheen did, bro? God damn. I don't know. Charlie got a fucking show, and he's over there snorting coke off of fucking bitches' ass cracks and giving everyone AIDS and shit. You but know fuck? why? It's because Emilio tanned too much, bro. He could pull off being white every now and again. Dude. But he leave him in the sun too long. Is it that or is it because he made a sequel where he took black kids from the inner city and made them play hockey? Uh, I, I think that's why, bro. They were like, no, we're not having no, that absolutely shit. Absolutely not. You're not giving those black kids dreams? Fuck that. It was fucked up, though. I can only see uh, Martin Sheen as, as Robert E. Lee now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like I've, watched, I've watched Gettysburg too many times. And so it doesn't matter what he's doing. I expect him to talk like a southern plantation. So you just gonna act like it's okay that Matthew Broderick was in a movie called Glory and he dressed up fucked up like that? Hey, no, he played a union officer. I Man, I fun. couldn't believe him as a union officer for a second, bro. <laughs> he looked like he would turn on me in a minute with that mustache he had. I was like, nah. nah. Josh Brolin with a mustache? No, I'm I don't not believe serving this. I don't believe this shit. Never mind. I'm, I'm escaping. Fuck right. this. Jesus I'm going to sell this gun in this uniform get the fuck out of here. Right. No, I will say this. Glory. He's still married to Sarah Jessica Parker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have any kind of, like, kids acting kids or anything? No. Huh? I don't think so. I thought he had a daughter or something, but I can't remember. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny to see, because, I mean, does that shit really... How long does it go out and last, like, third-generation acting families 
like before we were talking about how like you know right Fishers or the Fishers. Fishers. I was just three, about three to say deeps, Billy Carrie Lord Fisher. Yes, man. But yes, I was just about to say that's that. Gone, uh, who else? I, I don't know because her her daughter's not really doing anything now. Is she, she played she played young Leia. But is she still doing stuff? Or did she just do that for that situation? I think they just did because they were like, we need you to look. Yeah, we need like you to your look mom. like your mom for a second. <laughs> I can do other things. That's. Wonderful. That's anyway, Shh, be quiet. Real quick. Are you gonna see my face? Actually, we're gonna cover your face with a CGI face of your mom. Oh, we're just using you for like a reference. That's point. kind of. I don't know if I agree. Shh. Take the check. Be quiet. Shut up and take the check. Shut up. No. You God, gotta was, wonder. Was that what Harvey Weinstein said every time? Right Damn. Before? Yeah. Shut up and take the check. Shut up and take the check. Jeez. Shut up and take the money. Though it is funny, I, I will say that somebody brought up uh, a circle back to Michael Jackson, uh, how there was a Weinstein documentary that was also at Sundance this past year. Oh wow! Okay. Um, and it's a little weird how the Michael Jackson documentary is the one that got all the play, but the Harvey Weinstein documentary—I haven't heard shit about it in months. Who who made that documentary? Which one? The Harvey Weinstein one. I'm not sure who made the Harvey Weinstein one. Once again, like, but I know Oprah is back in this Michael Jackson one. That might be interesting. The thing about the Michael Jackson one is, like, they've... I mean, they haven't done so many. They've only done a, one or two. But, like, the way they go about doing them where they try to make them so theatrical or they... It's like, it feels yeah. like it's like, come pay money to see the story of Michael Jackson. No, he's a fucking king. Like, yeah. why the fuck... Why are you trying to be on some Elvis shit with Michael Jackson, dude? Like, really? Like, yeah, he was bigger than the Beatles to me, too. But, like, just because the Beatles want to be a bunch of fuck-ass people and try to charge people outrageous prices to play a 30-second snippet of their song in a movie, that doesn't mean you have to do that with Michael Jackson, too. Hey, I mean, there's that shitty movie, uh, no, I shouldn't call it shitty because I haven't seen it yet. Sorry, that cloying fucking movie yesterday where that guy takes all those Beatles songs because the Beatles never existed in this universe or some shit. Oh, God. Yeah. But, I mean, if that were going to happen... Like, here's, here's the thing with that, because I've imagined that before. Like, if I could go back in time and, um, like, rap, like, in, like, 1982, right. the way, like, I don't know, like, Kendrick Lamar raps now. Oh, my God. Like, like I would have taken over rap. But that, that wouldn't have happened. All that would have happened is, like, rap would have been a fad. Dude. People like, uh, we're done with this now. We got a new... If you could have rapped, like, Quavo and Offset and them in Migos in 1982, yeah. they would just be like, I don't know how he's doing that with his words, <laughs> yeah. but it's fucking incredible. It's fucking incredible. He's actually not talking about anything. He's just talking about how to make crack cocaine. Hey, um, well, wait a minute. He, he All gave those... the exact recipe. Hey, people forget, but... though, those early rappers... We're rapping about shit either. They weren't. Right? They weren't. I'm a zip it to the dip it to dip it to dot. They weren't. But then every once in a while you get a Curtis blow yeah. though, and you just blow your fucking mind and shit. And he could just be like, "Hey, I'm just walking down the street, stepping. Oh, I didn't touch that crack. Now I hit this cop right there, sitting down. Like, all right, dude. Like, you're talking about everything that is happening. Like, I don't even feel like I can walk without you." commenting now he's picking his phone out of his he's pocket he's Randy like, Newman right. episode of Family Guy and he yes dude 
Or the chicken Stranger fi- uh, Than Fiction yeah. Will Ferrell Oh right Narrated every goddamn thing Like, like what am I What am I gonna do now Curtis uh, Right But yeah I mean But that's the thing We're like I'm thinking about that movie I'm like that wouldn't have happened You you think Like I'm gonna go back I'm gonna take every song The Beatles ever did And just make them And people are gonna love that shit No People are gonna be like So That's trash That's trash It's garbage that's I like the pork trash. You can't take a fucking <laughs> Dude, you can't take any Beatles song and just try to remake it and be like, I'm going to make a better version. That just... No one's going to allow that right now at this point in time. I think uh, if there's a reality where, I hate to say it, white liberals actually die off enough, I think maybe it would be possible. But, like, dude, I can't even say negative comments about the Beatles around white liberals or sometimes even black liberals. Hey, man, you need to calm that down. I mean, they but I'm the realist. But I'm buried, and I think the Rolling Stones are better. Hey, ow, Thank my face. You. Fuck you them. Mean, Rolling Stones are better. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obvious. Mm-hmm. It's very obvious. Like, but that's okay. Like, no, but you see the way they grew and changed as artists, right? By stealing from Indians, right? Like. right. And I mean, they all stole, but like, dude, the Beatles were like front page, just stealing, like right then and there, like. Like, like Elvis, <laughs> like just right to the T, like like hey, sing, hey, little blind black blues boy, they're just some play that riff kids, again, right? right? Steal that shit, right. And not credit you, right? Like no, it was, it was like uh, those those two white girls in in like Oregon or some shit. They went to a trip to Mexico, learned how to make a bunch of Mexican food from like a bunch of people's old ass abuelas. And then came back and opened a restaurant. Opened up a fucking five-star restaurant. And those people were like, but you, you stole our recipes. And they're like, we feel like we're exploring them more, you know? That sounds like something I've seen on Viceland. Jesus Christ. We should start doing that, dude. We should uh, we should start gentrifying trailer parks. And um, fucking going into, like, white neighborhoods and setting up, like, bodegas and fucking poetry nights and shit. That would be amazing. What are y'all doing here? Oh, we're uh, we're buying this place. We're turning that uh, your favorite I don't know bait shop into a I don't know goddamn sneaker emporium. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you saw the newest episode of Jesus and Arrow, but mm. they were talking about how like some bodega signs are getting stolen in gentrified areas. It's very odd that that's taking place, dude. <sighs> and then they're getting those bodegas are getting fined like six thousand dollars and shit. For not having a fucking sign fuck? and just looking like a place that could be selling illegal shit. Come on, man. We know who's doing this. It's a it's a very, very <laughs> smart... Yeah. They might be hiring fucking minorities to do it. Oh, because you know we'll sell each other out at the drop yeah, of a fucking hat. Yeah, the drop hat. of a hat. What you want me to do, Mr. White Man? I mean, who Stab my brother in the back. Yeah, I mean... Uh, well, you, you want me to set up Fred Hampton? Right. Cut that check. Wait, I need to do what to MLK? I, I'm down. Let's I'm go. down. Jesse, don't do it. I didn't say that. I didn't say Jesse Jackson did it. I didn't say that. Oh, I mean, you didn't say Jesse Jackson did it, but I'm not saying that you didn't not I'm say not Jesse saying, Jackson I'm not saying that Jesse Jackson was like, no, Malcolm, I mean, no, Martin, a little more to the left. Now, why don't you stand over that, right there? Right there. There, there we you go. go. Perfect. Jesse, why are you looking around so much? <laughs> no, nothing, 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 brother Martin. Nothing, no reason. Jesse, it's not that hot. Why are you sweating so much? Is the future of this 
Is the future of Hollywood going to be just the kids of all the continuing families? Or is it going to be something new? Are we going to just see the a continuation of the exact same thing? A mm. continued cycle? Or are we going to see something different? Because it does feel like shit like American Idol, even though I'm talking about music right now, but American Idol... And America's Got Talent and all these other things are becoming so, like, big that it seems like, and YouTube, I mean, it seems like people can just kind of just jump in from different avenues. I mean, I think part of it is, it's, well, I think it was before it was mentioned before, where it's like, because mass media is becoming so fractured, it's harder for everybody to see stuff coming. But if you're in your own particular niche, you might. You know, because we forget like Beyonce was on Star Search with the she fucking was. Epic Man. I think Justin Timberlake Justin was on Timberlake, Star Search. Justin Timberlake. What is Spears. that shit out yeah. other than just a version of American Idol? You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. It's like the only difference was like motherfuckers weren't getting famous off of like America's Funniest Home Videos too. You know, right? Like if we had that, if like we had like some singers come out of like or comedians come out of like America's Funniest Home Videos, and we had Star Search, might have been like a similar. Fun. So you can just be like, I'm gonna do some shit on YouTube, get a following. And hopefully get picked up, but that's the thing is it still it still kind of feels like some gatekeepers, right? Because it's not like you still got to be connected. You, you gotta, still got to be connected. The right person still has to see your YouTube channel. Right person has to see what you're doing. Issa Rae started off a of fucking YouTube. Oh okay. Yeah, but I mean, she started off a of YouTube putting her shit out after having been like trying to work. Well, at that's this, how the you know? the broad city chicks, workaholics. Mm-hmm. Actually, to be honest with you. <laughs> Probably most of Comedy Central shows kind of stuff. Jordan, uh, Key and Peele, all those kind of started out as web shows and then just kind of blew, the fuck up. blew up into actual TV shows. Well, it's funny. It's like, when did Mad TV end? God, why did you make me think about that? That's so terrible. That was so sad. Well, no, just because I'm Mad trying to TV. wonder about the, the lag between Key and Peele doing Mad TV shit and then getting... God, there had to be at least like a five-year lag, I would think. Right. Because Mad TV probably ended probably when we were leaving high school. Mm. Damn. Like, I remember it was still kind of running along. Probably about, maybe 04, 05. It, I mean, it does amaze me that, like, through it all, SNL has been able to just... Just keep it going, just dude. keep it going. Even when they didn't have good cast. Just horrible periods of cast. Okay, so that's a good... Uh, perfect uh, moment to segue into just SNL right there. What's your favorite? What's your favorite years? And what's your favorite cast? Because I do feel like those are like kind of separate. Okay. Well, I mean, I'd be lying if I said that like I really remember the anything from like the mid and early nineties. Like, they, I remember, like, you know, uh, like, Chris, certain Chris Rock sketches, or I remember, uh, you know, seeing, like, certain things with Chris Farley, but right. it's not, like, something I was, you know, I wasn't up watching that shit, so it right, definitely right. had, the ones I, when I, I remember starting watching it with the Will Ferrell cast that had, like, what is it, uh, was it, uh, and they had, Molly uh, Shannon, yeah, uh, and they had, uh, what's her, what's her damn name, I always forget her freaking name, Cherry of Terry, whatever, yeah, <laughs> Whatever her name is, jeez. Um, and they had uh, Daryl Hammond. Daryl Hammond, yeah. Uh, 
Chris Darryl, Parnell. Chris Parnell. Real talk. Oh, for, by the way, Chris Parnell is such like an underrated. Oh, he's like, so underrated. Everything he he everything he's in is funny. He's fucking hilarious. He Dude, picks good projects. Has he ever done something not funny? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen him in something where I was like, oh, that was bad. And you know what? Too like I could argue that a a Chris Parnell, Daryl Hammond. I'll even throw Fred Armisen in there. Those are like three of the most underrated, talented SNL yeah. members through different years and shit. They just like they're good utility players. Yeah, I mean like, they're I'm just throw you in a sketch. Yeah, and, and they're, just they're usually like put as like a sidekick yeah. or the the main writer of something, or you know they're just they're not put like really just on that. I mean, if I'm being completely Fred honest, Fred Armisen a little bit. I'll give more, my black card broke, I guess, but Daryl Hamm is probably my favorite SNL member, cast member. And I mean, you'd be like, well, what about like Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock? Like, yeah, but I don't think of them as like SNL. You know, Dude, I'm not gonna lie, man. Like it, it should offend me, but it doesn't. When Daryl Hammond did the Jesse Jackson skit, probably because I fucking hate Jesse Jackson and I know he killed Martin Luther King. But as we were just talking about a minute ago, bring it back to that real quick. But uh, just like the mannerisms and the shit he was doing was like. It's not even that it was the necessarily correct. God, it was just so fucking well, perfect. I, remember, I, oh. I loved his. Uh, I'll never so forget because once again, man, that two thousand like for like it's obvious like SNL always does their best shit when like there's elections going. Um, like even the political stuff right now isn't great, but once the election gets in full cycle, I'm sure it's gonna be better. But like when he did. Um, it was George W. Bush and Al Gore, and they were doing those debates. Oh God, dude! <laughs> fucking incredible. His Al Gore was so on point. Goddamn good. Yeah, I've never, dude. I think he's still to this day is hands down the best Al Gore I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah, just to see someone do that, Tennessee, dude. That's what I was thinking. Sound like dude, that? Like no, I speak. You you said the exact proper, word I was thinking of. We still a, speak a little slow. Like Jesus. There Christ. was a skit where him and um, I think it was Will Ferrell was playing Bush, right? And he uh, they were trying to figure out how they were different. Because think about all the way back before everything we knew, uh, everything we found out about Bush, everything that happened with his administration. The whole thing about them was how were they different? People. That was the joke. Mad TV did one too. It was like, uh, was it Will Sasso? Will Sasso played. Yeah, yeah. He 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 became he played like a hybrid of them, right? With like split down the middle. But I remember, uh, like they were trying to go down on SNL, like you know, and Will Ferrell was like, "Well, what do we disagree on? Uh, this?" And he was like, "Nah, that." Oh, I know. What about gay marriage? And and um, and he goes, "I'm from Tennessee." Like, and he just exactly, like, like, exactly. Like, he's like, "You fucking dumb! I'm from Tennessee." Like, you forget about Al Gore because he's Mr. Climate Change, but like, yeah, the name's from Tennessee. He's from Tennessee. Yeah, Daryl Hammond did uh, Bill Clinton, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, on SNL for a while. Yeah, he too. did Bill Clinton too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was pretty incredible with that. I don't know. I mean. Will Ferrell definitely was probably my favorite George Bush. I would say it's kind of yeah. it's kind of hard for me because I did I am I mean we're the same age and I, I do agree uh, SNL probably became became more of a thing during the Will Ferrell years. But when I was in high school, I I remember Comedy Central used to just show only oh, yeah. the early '90s, just all the Adam Sandler, Chris. Far- it was mostly just the Chris Farley years. Yeah. Chris Rock, David Spade. Oh, fucking Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman, dude. Oh, my God, dude. 
to this day, I, I was telling my boss this shit the other day. There's a skit, and I know you know what I'm talking about, that Phil Hartman did called Colon Brand. That where they cereal? they were making fun of Raisin Brand and all that shit. Dude, that is one of my fucking all time favorite skits. Not to mention, hands down, my favorite Phil Hartman skit on SNL. Like. Mm. Just the way it's done, the way he acts in that commercial. I don't know if you've seen the real commercial that they were doing in the 90s. It's, it's a perfect moment to just show how SNL could just... And that's when they started... That's really when they started doing commercials. They started doing ridiculous Oh, dude. And they just... They got so good at that. And it was just... They were just showing, like, what we have become and, like, how easy it is to just fucking make a commercial like that. Dude, like, it was incredible. Um, I would say, like, yeah, the Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, David Spade, Chris Rock years, those are probably some of my favorite years, to be honest with you, just because, like, everybody had a lane. The The writing was good. I think the execution wasn't as great as it could have been because they were younger and yeah. didn't know where they were, but just, yeah, I don't know. It's very hard. Uh, but I will say with the Will Ferrell years, it's very difficult because those are probably some of the funniest years. And we're not even ever. trying to bring up Jimmy but, Fallon being there. But there's a very yeah, but it was very much just Will Ferrell show. I mean, Daryl Hammond, Chris Parnell, all them. Yeah, uh, Rachel Dratch. That's who I was Rachel Dratch. She was on the show for you fucking know what's ever. Funny? She's super. I don't remember what I seen. What I've seen her in recently. I know she's the she's always doing stuff. Tina she's Fey always did. popping out on. Oh, Twitter. she pops up on John Oliver a lot. Pops um, up on John Oliver. She was, was on John Oliver the other day. Yeah. I was so bad for her because I always felt like she got a short shrift. It is. It's, I mean, felt bad is relative because that season, and I think that's when Tina Fey was start, was like becoming head writer. Like they had a lot of women, which before you know, like they they would have like maybe a few women, but like at that point she was going up against you know. Amy Poehler and... Well, I think you can make the argument that she might have stayed too long, but, I mean, she came in with Molly Shannon and... Uh, I can't remember the other girl. You just, yeah. You're just doing her skit the, a second ago. I can't remember her name, but... They all kind of came in around the same time, and I guess it very much was more of like a women's years for SNL. It was a, it was a glimpse into what we would get to yeah. see later on with, like, Maya Rudolph and Tina Fey right. and... Amy Poehler and just these fucking like, just hard hitting Kristen Wiig like amazing oh, writing actually, women, you know, dude. The SNL like the the tail end of the Obama years when they had uh, Kristen Wiig and um, those are some of the best. Bill Hader and those are some of the yeah. best years. But the thing about that is too with the way technology had evolved, yeah. you got to think too. Will Ferrell came in. He actually first made his appearances around like ninety five, ninety six. Technology was in this weird slump. There wasn't a lot going on, really. Like, you had, like, the Bulls. You know what I mean? Like, the Cowboys. uh, Bill Clinton. And then, I mean, until Bill Clinton had his scandal, there was nothing really to make fun of. How are you making me hate the 90s right now? God damn. There was a... You just mentioned, like, every part of the 90s where I was like... Well, well, dude, hip-hop. Hip hop was incredible. Like yeah, we that's just okay, we fucking Woo! destroyed. Great, you brought me yeah, back. Yeah, we, we fucking handled the nineties, dude. Yeah. As soon as you said cowboys, yeah. the back of my neck started <laughs> itching. Started itch you know, it's like the fuck. Like, oh, oh right, fuck. Yeah, that. those were tough years for Brett Favre, man. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie, really tough years. But yeah, it's it's 
it's kind of interesting when you think about that. Like, I, I definitely, I do agree, too. Like, the, the later years in SNL are definitely better, too, with, like, Bill Hader and all them. But the writing is better. I mean, they had, they did have, I guess you could say they had better members, but there was just more material to go off of. Yeah. You had this fucking dipshit president mm-hmm. that we just came off of that was, like, basically committing many genocides and just handling things incredibly terrible. And then we got our first black president and we get this, these young writers just from all different places. And you get someone like a Bill Hader, which is probably one of the most underrated SNL of like guys that can do impressions. Yeah. Like that can just do impressions. And then you, you now have him and you have like a Fred Armisen, a really great writer. And then you have like all these like women that can write and act and can just hold the show down on their own. Like they don't even need these guys. Mm -hmm. And then you get guys like Andy Samberg that just come in and just fucking flip the script. When I saw hot rod, I didn't even know who the fuck he was, bro. Really? And I just, Uh, I was blown away. Like I immediately fell in love with that dude. Like I thought that was the funniest. The concept behind that was just so real to me. Like just a bunch of dipshits. Just trying to achieve something that just, just give it up, dude. Yeah. Like, it was just perfect. I mean, you know, before we were talking about, like, that brief period where NBC had, like, their, their whole slate of comedies, I mean, you forget that, like, of course they did, because Lauren Michaels is able to attract a lot of great comedy fucking writers, actors. I mean, Colbert wrote for SNL for, for at least, like, yeah. a season or some shit. Yeah. You know, so, like, a lot of them... It's not even like I'm trying to think. Like I, I'll never watch a CBS comedy. I don't think there's a way they could get me to do it. Not the Big Bang Theory. Not Two Broke Girl. I don't even know if they yeah. have right now. I feel like every time, and those I've got to say, I just probably named two shows that are probably their oldest ones. Did you ever watch How, to, How I Met Your Mother? I couldn't watch it, man. I just, I, I just, and I fuck with it. Doogie. I fuck with Doogie. Yeah. But, and I like Jason Siegel, but right, yeah. I, I mean, just, but I can't. Yeah, it, it was, was just, the main dude and the yeah, the main dude brought some Buffy. I, I seem retarded. I no, Big Bang Theory is fucking awful. You know how sometimes things line up, coincidences. Since we've been up here, they've been happening more and more. It's like there's this black cloud hanging over us. There's a family in our driveway. Who is that? Run. fucking peel man uh, who would have thought who would have thought i mean he's he's just kind of changed the landscape of things i think horror movies might be coming back in it well it's coming it back a little bit or, different what's but, the name of the the the, the studio that's 
been doing like they did split. They did split. Yep. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, it's more like psychological thriller based right now, but like we're finally starting to get away from all this paranormal bullshit. Like, yeah. I am, and you are too, very much a millennial. What yeah, a millennial just, truly is, yeah. late '80s baby. And I know that as someone who appreciates film, you probably just appreciated the concept behind the Blair Witch Project. Oh hell yeah! What they were trying to do. Yeah. I mean, I get, you know, it wasn't scary and all that, but like the it concept, start that whole found footage it genre. started that, and and then everyone copied it, and it just, it it really just ruined it. I mean, to to see anything in that style now is mm-hmm. very difficult because you don't know what you're going into. Yeah, I remember buying tickets and sitting in a the theater and watching Cloverfield, and then. Walking away from it like, oh, this was pretty good. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's right. where I land on that. That's Who was that bad. asshole that was on the camera the whole time? Later I would learn that was T.J. Miller. Really? T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller was in Cloverfield. No. He, had, he was the guy with the camera. He was the annoying guy with the fucking camera the whole movie. I really hope that when Deadpool 2 came out, he had a strategic plan to make sure his money was going to stay there because from what I understand people in Hollywood don't fuck with that dude <laughs> I just yeah I mean is that why they were like yeah just in in Deadpool 2 they were just like yeah just be this guy mm-hmm. just be quiet like if you watch Deadpool 2 you'll see very much they oh he keep they keep him to a minimum yeah they, they gave him some Adderall like uh, <laughs> I mean he basically just kind of got slid out of fucking Silicon Valley bro yeah. they were just kind of like we're just going to part ways with you bro it was mutual. It was mutual. Was Doing it mutual? Doing a little mutual? too much, I guess. I saw a stand-up special. That shit was... Yeah, that bad. last one he did was kind of... The first, I don't know, 20 minutes or so were not bad, and then it just got really rough to watch. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, but going back to your point, yeah, Cloverfield, I felt like... I mean, that was when you were like, really? So this, this style was coming back. All right. We'll see how they kind of roll with it. And they just... I mean, there are some great sequences in that movie, and I can for think sure. of two of them. The one where they're in the tunnels, and those little my, little dog ones come and get them. And the, I the mean, initially, part I was going to say, initially start, when yeah. everything takes place. Yeah. Exactly that, right. Those are the two best sequences in the movie. The last part of the movie isn't isn't bad, but it's, 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 a, it's one of those movies where I, I was looking at my watch towards the end of it where I was like this should be wrapping up soon right <laughs> exactly right. we should be getting towards the end of it not because I was like bored but I was just like alright this has been enough movie and it's sad because they did a movie called 10 Cloverfield Lane with John Goodman and uh did a jack shit to do with that was better oh really that was better damn I didn't and watch it and it was shot was like, like a movie <laughs> and it was fucking incredible because it's very hard to make John Goodman do anything terrible at this age Roseanne could keep that motherfucker down. Nah, nah, exactly right. <laughs> Shut that Fucking shit off. Racist like, bitch. No, we're we're still doing this show. <laughs> Fuck her. Yeah, seriously, they were like, "Fucking nah, there's no way we're gonna let this fucking racist bitch and her Hitler bullshit." Did you uh, hold us down, dude? John, the only time <laughs> I've ever seen John Goodman fail, he had a show that had to have been like ninety nine, two thousand, where he played a gay man who like came out after he'd already had a family and was leaving and dude when I tell you like 
Kind of the same way that, like, people were like, man, they never should have canceled fucking Firefly. Go back and watch Firefly. Go back and watch that first season and tell me that Jesus it can hold Christ. up to the same level of TV that we have now. Why it are can't. you talking about Firefly? No, I'm just saying, because the jokes John Goodman were making about being a gay man on the show were, like, some of the most, like, oh, shit, that's pretty... Like, he might as well have been, like, snapping his fingers and, like, neck rolling and shit and being like, yes, girl. That shit was so over the top. And I'm like, man. I feel like you don't get very much John Goodman TV, though. Right? Yeah. By default, you get more movie John Goodman, and that's always a better thing. There's certain certain guys that shouldn't be in movies, and there's certain, and certain gals. Yeah. And there's certain guys and gals that shouldn't be in TV. 